Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Dicey D20. I'm Noah, your Dungeon Master, joined by our three fantabulous players. One more fantabulous than the rest, though. Big round of applause to our Bright Lord, leveled up last game. Oh my god, I'm excited. All the applause. (laughs) Before we start, maybe tell people, tell the people what you actually receive for leveling up, just so that they're aware of your abilities, and it's not like a surprise when you say, I make my sword. Maybe they like surprises. Oh god. Okay, well, uh, starting at the second level, I got this attack, it's called Light Blows. So light blows. Light, yeah, blows. light blows. Yeah, light does blow. <laughs> Dark. Dark lords for life. So uh, every strike gains an extra push from the brewing light within. You may now add half your proficiency bonus to the damage of all your successful melee attacks. That's awesome. So that's that's plus one every single time you roll damage yeah. for a melee attack. That's cool. All right. So before we begin, any questions, comments, or concerns from our players? Because our hour and a half begins now. I have many concerns. <laughs> I also wrote a th- let's let's listen to Josh's concerns. <laughs> what are your concerns, Josh? First off, I think I helped kill a guy yesterday. I didn't get any XP. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Remember the guy hit with a fireball? I'm sorry. It's a uh, it's a no go. Yeah, it's a no go. Final oh final blow only, Josh. Yeah, yeah, I don't even heard about that. I just <laughs> liked him a little bit. It's a little <laughs> bit of foreplay. <laughs> do you get XP for foreplay though? I hope. I so. think you do. Yeah. <laughs> In my I sure hope so. <laughs> no. Okay. No, no XP for that, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, I'll stay at level one. That's cool. That's Leave cool. me at the bottom. Yeah. It's okay, Josh. We'll, yeah, we'll uh, treat him like we'll a slave. If you start so from the bottom, you could be here eventually. So. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> like Drake said one. <laughs> Who is this? Drake I believe that was <laughs> Jesus. So. Okay, let's begin. Last we left off, just for those who are joining us now and maybe hadn't heard the last episode, our players, Josh, also known as Tyson McKay, our planeswalker of the fire variety, level as one. well as <laughs> level one, <laughs> as well as our bright lord, were taking a nap in the evening time. You know, as were their captors, the hobgoblins, and unbeknownst to them, foul play was afoot. Bullywugs had attacked at night. Their little poison darts flying through the air, mucking people, mucking things. However, they did not seem to want to kill the prisoners, and they took them all hostage. There was a little fight between the Bright Lord and the Bullywug, a little fight between you and four. And it wasn't really a fight, you just kind of yielded to their demands, which were to join the rest of the group. Well, what were you done in that situation, Noah? I don't know. I would have skinned them alive and made some <laughs> nice soup. No. Oh my God. You're right. The peace and the peaceful and, uh, and <laughs> the peaceful mouse folk, everyone. Only when provoked. <laughs> Only when provoked. Shoving spears into my torso. So, when, <laughs> so picking up Triggered. where we where we left off, you're now being escorted at spear point through the, the marsh at night. The oh, air is warm and humid as you guys walk through the swamp you're not unfamiliar with the swamp's topography your your feet make squelching sounds as you walk your your bottom of your boots are are wet moist if not wet (laughs) (laughs) any any (laughs) any uh any chance to use the word moist but as you walk you find yourself (laughs) as you're walking towards your i I did go through we went through the to play back and yeah, it was guac so now I'm just going to use guac and every single and I enjoy it <laughs> so as you're walking towards these distant lights up ahead you can't help but feel maybe slightly more secure than you were with the hobgoblins these guys maybe don't seem like as big a threat the only threat is seemingly that there's so many of them now that you have a better look you realize that their number appears to be about 30 
Okay. Oh, we, yeah, is, we could take them. That is less than 40. Yeah. We could take them. How much soup you could make with that? <laughs> Frog legs. Frog yeah, legs. We could feed a whole village. As you guys approach the lights, you find that they're actually torches, which are burning, and they're being held in place on the sides of a large tower. Now, the tower is made of logs, fallen trees in the swamp. So they're, they're not exactly dry wood, nor are they worked in any way. It seems like the bullywugs have just te- like piled these together to make a tower of some sort. Um, Genius. Yeah. Well, they're not... They're averagely intelligent, I suppose. For those who don't know, the bullywugs' intelligence is minus two. <laughs> is that like averagely intelligent? That's You know what? That doesn't surprise me. It is averagely intelligent. <laughs> less than average. But there are other torches, and they seem to light up a small village community of bullywugs. As you guys are led past this large tower atop of which there are two bullywugs, both with spears uh, and paint, which they've used to, to outline their eyes. You can see that kind of in the darkness. Glamorous! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Who said <You>, that? <laughs> you are walked past a number of... Well, basically, you're on, you're on a makeshift path through a bunch of wattle and daub houses that's made of mud and other sticks of sort. Any chance to throw in my knowledge of archaeological material? Yeah, no, we know. Waddle and dog. Yeah. So Use you walk DM. through. <laughs> so you walk through this small path, and uh, from from the darkness and from from the the sides of houses, you see the eyes of these frog humanoids looking at you, and you are eventually prodded and poked into a large open area in the middle of these houses. In front of you, there is a very large. I would. I guess I would call it a throne. But it's probably not the kind that you're familiar with. It's atop a lot of dead logs, which have kind of been, again, piled, mm-hmm. this time horizontally, not vertically. So there's a little bit of an elevated platform, if you will. And atop of that, there's a stump, which has kind of been carved to look like a royal seat of some kind. Ooh, In that cool. seat... Sorry, what? So that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's very cool. In that seat, there is a bullywook. He's m- remarkably large compared to the rest. He's at least double all the other sizes. Whether this is because he's just eaten a lot more, because he's the big man on campus, that could be it. But he also, he also just seems to be a lot stronger than the rest. And there are many bullywug females. Ooh, la la. <laughs> feeding him. And, and then he shoes them away with a little hand gesture every once in a while. But as you guys approach, the leader, or the king of the bullywugs, seems to put out one of his slimy hands towards all the female bullywugs, and a silence falls over the bullywug encampment. The leader of the the raiding party that took you guys prisoner, right, the 30 bullywugs, yeah. pushes you all forward so you're right in front of the throne, and then they proceed to to kind of kick the back of your knees one by one, you know, kind of just pushing you down so that you're in more of a kneeling position. Would you like to wait until you're kicked, or would you like to kind of just kneel of your own volition? Yeah. I'd like to turn around so you can't kick my kneecaps. <laughs> okay, you do so. They Three bullywugs immediately come towards you with spears, and they kind of point them at your chest. Not attacking. <laughs> just simply reminding you who's in control here. I kneel the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> they escort you up. To your feet, mm-hmm. their hands very slimy mm-hmm. on your on your bare arms, Ooh. and then they they forcefully put you down on your knees the correct way. Yeah, but he knows he knows that I don't respect him. <laughs> Roll strength check, resist. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till I get kicked. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
two bullywugs <laughs> forcefully kick the back of your knees. Other people have already undergone this, so it just seems at this point like wow. you're either oblivious or you don't care. So you do go down. Okay. okay. The king of the bullywugs then looks over you all, and as another bullywug from the side, who's not one of his females, comes forward. Uh, this bullywug is wearing long draping robes of sorts and has a cane made of wood, walks forward, and actually speaks in common, which is fairly uncommon wow. for bullywugs. Wow. Wow. He says, The illustrious and glorious Vox welcomes you to his swamp. Please kneel before him. We're already, uh, we're already down. First yeah. <laughs> Shrek. As you Donkey. guys... <laughs> do you actually speak, or is this just banter? No, I say we actually are now kneeled down already. Okay. <laughs> One of the bullywugs from behind roughly jabs you in the back with a spear. Not oh. like the butt of his spear, not like the actual spear. But he misses. <laughs> oh, so God. another one attempts to do the same thing, which hits with a perfect 20. Oh, uh, the wind is knocked out of you, and you're unable to speak for the next minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I do other stuff? Define other stuff. <laughs> sign language or something? You can do sign language. The wind is knocked out, so it's got to go somewhere. It's just toot. The air. <laughs> what are you? Toot the air out? <laughs> okay. We're never going to get an R rating. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, he, he introduces Vox and then says, You are mere guests in our lands. Please tell us what your business is and to what do you contribute to our glorious leader. You can't talk, Josh. Yeah. So. <laughs> you are right, Lord, though. You can, you can figure this out. Uh, just start a fight while Josh is down. <laughs> <laughs> just lying there. His abs are running away. I'm just yeah. I'm gonna say uh. Well, I've I was walking through the woods trying to find evil to like, kill. <gasps> yeah. There's a bunch of gasps amongst the bullywugs. Evil. Because <sighs> they all understand evil. <laughs> evil. Because <laughs> I am a bright lord. If you do not know. Okay. Show your guns. <laughs> for those of you who can't see, roll me a d twenty. He flexed. <laughs> for those, yeah. For those of you who didn't understand what was happening there, they can't really see your biceps through your armor. <laughs> but your armor is shiny. Oh. Uh, and it looks nice. Okay. So yeah, I explained that, and then I came across some, you know, fireballs coming out of this cave, and uh, so I put I my hand up as if to say that's me. Yeah, I point over to uh, Josh as I lie in the mud. Okay. <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went to go help out, and there's these hobgoblins. Hobgoblins yeah. in the cave, and they had all these prisoners that are here now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I saved decided, them. Yeah, I decided to save them, but it didn't go too well. So the translator, the 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 bullywug in robes, who is currently speaking with everyone, says, "Ah, the hobgoblins." We don't tolerate their kind in our lands. Me neither. They don't pay the glorious Vox the tribute that he deserves. Do you come through our lands bearing tribute? Ask what 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 is this tribute? You say that many what's? <laughs> what 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 what? what? <laughs> what is tribute? Did you think you could merely walk through our lands without paying some form of tithe? Well, I think you know clearing the lands of evil is. Good enough. We keep our lands the way we want them. Mm. He oh, says no, I'm to talking you. about all the other land. There's more than just here. We only care about our swamps. Well, there's more than just your swamps out there. 
<laughs> okay, I think he's aware that there's more than the swamps. I think he's trying to point out that, you know... But, you know, your swamp is very nice. Uh, oh. I'm enjoying it so far. I would just like to know what this tribute to Vox is. Okay, so as you say that, all right, the orator, the translator, snaps his froggy fingers, and two bullywugs come up from behind the throne, and they place a chest before the king's feet, and they open it. There's a lot of silver and gold pieces inside, a couple nice things like goblets, cash moolah. I'm not giving any gold. (laughs) I say thank you, but I'm good on gold. (laughs) Once again, I, I don't know if it's been a minute, but if it has, it's let's see what, been a minute. <laughs> see what happens. Another spear butt to the back, I think. 18. Oh, boy. That's, uh, that's plus one, so it's definitely a hit. I don't deserve this. <laughs> this time you take multi damage. <laughs> Silence, says the translator. He then says, these are tributes paid by other trespassers in our land and we will get it whether you like it or not (laughs) (laughs) so you're asking for money I'm assuming treasure items of wealth do notice the king's crown jeweled with emeralds and sapphires notice his scepter and the king seems to know the word scepter because he points to the scepter. <laughs> Vox wow. doesn't seem super smart, but he's definitely very showboaty. And he shows a scepter, which is made of silver. Is there a stick nearby? On the ground? Yes. Roll me a perception check. 18 plus 5. You see a stick that's about, I don't know, 14 inches. <laughs> Please don't throw it at him. <laughs> it's not super... Like, I mean, it, it is what it is. Really cute. I, it's I, just over a foot long. I pass it to Rogar. I'm not going to accept it. <laughs> no, Very good. No. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be in the one getting all the consequences if I take the stick. Steph, he just wants you to offer the stick as okay. treasure. So, make, make it glow. Whoa. Do it. <laughs> kind of scared, though, to see what he's going to do. What, they're going to beat you with freaking... Josh just took two damage. I'm not about getting my health low. Worst comes to worst, they just hit me again. Here, how, how about I, I glow it for you, then you hand it in. Okay. Okay. I uh, use my light cantrip on the stick and give it to Josh. What color do you want it? I want it gold. Okay, gold. gold this is a is. golden light coming off of just just over a foot long stick. <laughs> yeah. Down in the mud. What would you like to do? I would like to grab it. Okay. <laughs> Brush off the mud. You do so. The bullywug behind you looks concerned, at the very least. You can't see it because you're obviously focusing on your stick, but he's about to hit you again. I put my hands up with the stick in my hand. Okay. But, like, non-threatening. Okay. I right. say, I have a tribute for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. What oh, what could be better than <laughs> tricking your captors? <laughs> How long does this glowing light last? An hour, I think. Oh, good. This is going to be <laughs> yeah. fantastic. It's an hour. Fox says, and what have you brought for tribute, oh, sarcastic one? <laughs> <laughs> he knows my name. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a golden stick. A golden stick? Golden stick. Very rare. Roll me a deception check. <laughs> it's the, it is very rare. It's the second lie you've told, but it's the first one I'm going to roll for. That's, uh, well, bring it here, Vox says, and uh, he points to the bullywug behind you, who grabs the stick out of your hand and waddles forth and hands it to Vox, who's hands it up to Vox, he's up on the, the platform. Vox then inspects it and does an investigation check on it. He rolls an 18. <laughs> However, his intelligence is minus 2, so it's a 16. He's fairly certain it's a, a stick. Roll a 17. 
Hmm? I got 17. Yeah, no, he's investigating the stick, though. He's not... He's not. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, he's not checking to see whether you're lying. Oh, I see. He's just checking out the stick after. <laughs> Even with a, the 18 minus 2, he's fairly certain it's a stick. But it does glow, and he says, Strange, it appears to be a stick. <laughs> and then he snaps it in half. Uh-huh. Let's just roll a strength check to see if he does so. I hope it's a 1. 11 plus 1. He does break the stick. <laughs> I it's say, still my, what kind of power you have? <laughs> Roll me flattery. <laughs> Fifteen. He seems flattered. Nice. <laughs> but he says, this is this is no magical item. I definitely thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> where did you find this, he says. In a cave. Deception check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to wait for oh the end God. of that stupid sentence. <laughs> Should you not pay the correct tribute to Vox... You will be kept indefinitely. Kept where? Roll me a d20. Plus your charisma. Uh, so, 14. The translator points, and to the left, or the opposite side of this open area that you're in, on the other side of the podium and the throne, there is a large cage made of wood. Uh, it looks like it's well over 40 feet long. Made of wood. Those fools. <laughs> they are Just cast fire on it. <laughs> The wood's fairly damp, so I mean, I wouldn't say it's flammable. Have lots of fire. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see where that leads us. Inside, life. there are, you can see the eyes of human beings, as well as the glowing green and yellow eyes of creatures which you haven't encountered before. The captors! Alligator there. people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to the translator. Okay, what would you like to say? I'm going to say, uh, well, most of these people are slaves, and they've lost, like, everything, so they can't really give anything to Vox. The translator says, That is not the illustrious Vox's problem. Take them away to the cages. And so the bullywogs move all of the people who are obviously prisoners. They start to move Tyson McKay over Sky. to the cages. I resist. Two bullywogs had gone to to pick you up off of your feet, so you're just going to like try and shake them off? Yeah. Okay, roll me a strength check, because they're going to roll strength checks to try and... Six. Cool. Well, that's better than the one. Nice. Um, he accidentally elbows his fellow bullywug doing one damage. Ooh, nice. Okay. Uh, that bullywug is then gonna trip to the ground with a oh two. Boy. <laughs> However, he does match your strength check of six, and in fact he adds one because he has a strength of twelve, so he gets seven. So even though he elbows his buddy to the ground, he does eventually get a hold of you, and they begin to walk you over to the cages. Am I walking over as well? No, they seem to think that you might have cash moolah or some type of tribute ability. Okay. I'll, I'll let them walk Josh and them away to the cages. Okay. Do you continue to resist or are you just going to... Yeah, I'm absolutely continuing <laughs> to resist this guy. <laughs> okay, so what are you going to do? Are you going to... Like he's got me by my arms? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to try and rip my arms loose. Okay, so grapple check again. This time he gets an 18 total. Oh, 17 boy, plus go. 1. 15. The Bullywug, surprisingly, though being shorter than you, does keep a hold of you and continues to pull you towards the cages. You are now 10 feet away from the door of the cage, which is open. You'll have one more chance to escape. <laughs> okay. I see him now pulling out the tablet with the spell list, so I, things are about to get good. People. I hold my <laughs> my arm behind my back, and I blast a firebolt into his stomach. Oh Ooh. my god. <laughs> Josh, you're a dead man. <laughs> Okay, uh, roll me a d20. Um, it's not going to be an advantage. You're already fight, like kind of mm-hmm. fighting with him, um, so he's not completely unaware. 15. That's a hit. Boom. Barely a hit, but that's a hit. That's a d20. Or uh, d10, sorry. 
Nice, roll me your damage. Does he have anything flammable on him? Uh, no, he's wearing he's wearing just scrap, like not even like real armor. It's just oh, okay. cloth. Seven. seven nice. damage. So he takes seven damage. He does not die. Okay, but he lets out a scream. Can I break free? A well? frog scream. What <laughs> <laughs> a frog scream! I don't know. It's <laughs> can, I, can I break free? Well, he's yeah, I know you. No, he absolutely lets go of you and begins oh, nice. to he begins to bat like the flames on his chest, and then he's pointing to you and pointing to you, and three other bullywugs quickly rush you. And right, they, point, they point their spears at your neck. No, like they're right. You have to you have to understand that like you're right in front of the cage. If the cage is here, yeah. There's 30 bullywugs that took you guys in, mm-hmm. so it's not like there's any place that doesn't have a bullywug. Okay. You could maybe try and dart around the cage, but you'd have to get past two of their slippery hands. Yeah, I want to try that. Okay, so you immediately dart to the right, try and get around the cages. Uh, one bullywug attempts to grab you, so he's going to grapple check you, and you're going to try and slip away. Roll me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, that's a 10. So he grabs you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Another bullywug attempts to do the same with a 7, and Nothing. you can try and try and knock that guy off try if you'd and, like. Try and grapple check that one if you'd like, you know. It's a 7. Ooh, an even match. Ooh. One more time. Rock, right. paper, scissors, or do you want to roll? We'll roll again. We'll reroll. Ooh, a 12. Oh, plus fuck. one. Seven. Okay, so two bullywigs quickly grab you. <laughs> I'm not strong, okay? <laughs> and the bullywig who got shot in the chest grabs a knife and puts it at your throat. He's about to slide it across when the king stands up and lets out this like long croak, like a bullfrog type of croak. Good, because that guy was going to die pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> the translator says, stop what you're doing can't really do anything i'm held up here <laughs> okay so he says bring that one back and the bullywugs very carefully shuffle you back to in front of the king <laughs> they put you down on your knees again unless you'd like to resist that ah you know what we'll just go with it <laughs> i won't resist this time so he says the translator says you may not have tribute but your power is certainly of use to us if you want your freedom back my power eh? Well, yeah, you just shot a fireball yeah. at them. There aren't many Bullywug magic users. There are Bullywug shamans, but this you haven't seen one yet here. So, The translator, whose name is actually Gax, that, uh, Gax looks back to you, our Bright Lord, and says, And of you, you have no tribute to offer? Your armor is certainly shiny. Look, there's no way I'm giving up that armor. It's all that I've got on me. I had to kill someone to get it back. And then what else do you have to offer? Sexual favors. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, if you actually say that, roll me a d20 and we'll see where this takes us. But uh, I am down. <laughs> Look, usually a hand job is rough, but these guys have pretty slimy fingers. You could... <laughs> it's not the worst creature to get a rough handy from. Although uh, you'd be the one giving the rough handies. Oh, God. Anyways. Yeah, share some what, brightness onto them. <laughs> what do you have to offer? He asked you what you had to offer. So, Well, I have some gold, but I would like to keep that for myself. This is not up to you, traveler. Only you have only half of what you And have. he says, we require a minimum of 100 gold oh pieces. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck, here's your 100 gold. Set me free. You do pay 100 gold? Okay, so you lift up your coin purse, drop out 100 gold. You have 160 gold. Holy fuck. Even no more, come I on. I have five. <laughs> yeah, you could never pay this. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, so you drop it out 
on the ground or do you drop it out yeah. on the make them work for uh i'll push the guys out of the way and use your gold like do you do you give them the whole coin purse or are you like dumping out 100 gold onto 100, the just 100 yeah so you're dumping it out onto like the throne platform sure okay do it on the ground so the bullywugs immediately retract their spears and you know put the butts of the spears to the ground so they're standing upright and gax looks to box the king who then gives like a, a nod nods at it and then says you are now a free citizen in our lands must be nice <laughs> i yell that in the background i'm gonna yell what does this grant me he says box would like to throw a feast in his own honor well, of course. Yeah. You are welcome to attend, but please make use of our guest quarters. I, I will attend this dinner. It will be, it's now morning time, like it's early hours of the morning, so you're more than welcome to use the guest quarters, but please refrain from leaving the town for the rest of the day. As you say. The Bullywigs then dissipate, and Vox returns to what looks like a very large hut, which is behind his throne room and Josh you are returned to the <laughs> the cage what the fuck? He, he seems to not have and now that this whole debacle has taken place he seems to be not interested in whatever powers you, at least for now maybe we get to fight back this time would you like to yeah I would absolutely like to <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> okay what would you like to do Josh they're picking you up off the ground and they're walking you to the cage Oh, I'm going to ask the trans... I planeswalk. Everyone, the planeswalker class, as we saw in the first episode when you became super angry, that was kind of involuntary, but now you're yeah. you're actually I doing just want to get out the planeswalking ability. Do you have that at the very first level? I hope so. Okay, so you do have the ability to do it. Yeah, so I, I'm just going to concentrate a minute. Okay. And just planeswalk out of there. So you're not going to fight them on the way to the cages? No, no. Fuck no. them. They take you to the cage, lock it with what looks like a pretty secure iron lock. Where's the old man when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> just shake the lock and it just opens. That was probably one of the funniest. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you've been concentrating for a minute and disappear, I'm assuming? Yeah. Into the into a plane of exi- yeah, a different plane of existence. I don't know which plane. I just... Here's going. Yeah. As you disappear... Every other person in the cage seems very worried, but, I mean, you're not there to see it because you're heading off to that very nice accommodations, the nice accommodations that you have, and you're just amongst other prisoners. I'm in hell. And that's where we're going to leave off for you guys, but you gain 100 experience points. Our Bright Lord gains 100 experience points yes. for paying tribute, and you gain 50 experience points. <laughs> for three times a cage. (laughs) (laughs) I still have not leveled up yet. (laughs) It's a a plot line, man. I'm giving you experience points for being on the ride. How many do you have now? Uh, That would be 250. (laughs) (laughs) So close. Oh, dear me. We're going to pick it up, though, with Fievel Mazenthrov. I am uh, rare to go. Fantastic. So, last we left off, for those people who maybe missed the last episode or just want a quick recap, Fievel Mausenthrov was walking through the marshes. He then came across a figure in a hood. Turns out that she is a female lizard folk of a tribe who has been suffering of scale rot, but also onslaught from the Bullywugs, who use their overwhelming numbers to kind of take out the superior fighters of the lizard folk tribe. They've lost a bunch of their fighters to the Bullywugs. They've been captured, and they're now being kept there. 
you were given a proposition by Arta, the lizard folk female that you met, and her grandfather, a lizard folk male who's fairly old. You weren't given his name, nor did you ask. That's okay. It's now the early hours of the morning. And whether you would like to sleep or not, he did give you permission to gather what you need from the small community of lizard folk and or you can explore for the day. But you are now outside that grandfather's or like the, you know, he's kind of the big chief around campus. You're outside of his quarters and Arta stands beside you. The morning sun is filtering through the mangroves and you hear the song of birds in the distance mangrove birds not quite sure what they are but it's pleasant to your little mouse ears and arta seems to you know breathe a a a breath of calm a nice sigh she goes ah it's a nice beautiful morning isn't it fievel yeah take a deep breath (sighs) smells like a swamp (sighs) (laughs) just like home (laughs) i uh i call upon my toad your toad is off in the distance. He's currently hunting large dragonflies, which live in the swamp. My uh, brothers. Uh, You're a dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> Not a dragonfly. I wish. Well, telepathically, I tell him to meet back within an hour. How far away does that tele- telepathy work? Is it 100 feet or 100, 200 feet? 100 feet. Okay. 100 feet, I can know his exact location, but I always know what direction he's in. Okay, you know what direction he's in? He's to the south, deeper into the mangroves, but he's further away than 100 feet from you. Okay. So he'll be back. He'll he'll be around. He loves you. Yeah. He, <laughs> love is a strong word, but he does he does he does like you. Arta says. So what are your plans for the day? She kind of takes a stretch. You know, she's been out all night hunting. Hmm. Well, you know, when I was finding those bullywogs, it didn't really go as planned. So maybe some target practice. You know, got to work this sling arm out. I like the way that you think, Arta says. Arta tells you that she'll only be a few minutes. She's going to drop off the swamp rat that she had caught right in front of you, skewered with that arrow, and then she'll be rearing to go. She's eager to see your stealth and your skills in combat. You better be ready. <laughs> okay. Be disappointed. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe not. She walks away, and you can't help but notice the shapely features of her lizard folk form. Mm. Mostly her butt. I'm the DM, so I'll, I'll be making the butt comments, but roll me a d20. 19. It's nice. Wow. Shapely. That's good. Okay. She seems to drop off the swamp rat out front of one of these stone structures. They look very old, as we've talked about previously. They're covered in vines um, and other foliage. She drops it off at a makeshift stone table. It's more like a slab where an elderly lizard folk man is slicing up swamp rat, bats, other creatures that seem to have been caught by the tribe. Behind him, in this little stone hut, you smell very pleasant smells. Food that, you know, seems like if if you didn't know it was in it, You'd probably smell, and you know, you'd probably be more apt to eat it. My tail wags, anyway. Okay, fantastic. She then turns to look at you, and you know, kind of flicks her hood out of the way, you know, kind of shyly, but you know, she's confident. Whoa. Shy but confident. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and she beckons you to follow. I beckingly do so. God, do you know words? <laughs> I'm a mouse playing the intelligence game. As you approach and as you kind of follow in her footsteps, she 
And I'm assuming you walk up beside her, right? Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So as you walk up beside her, she looks out past the village and then kind of recounts a story of, you know, the time when she remembers being a young hatchling and the lizard folk were very strong and proud people. But then through years of warring with, first of all, like the hobgoblins who seem to have come into the mangroves and then humans and then bullywugs, it's just outside race after outside race, they seem to have been, you know, downtrodden. But she tells you that there are large creatures in the swamp apt for the taking. She says that most notably, on the outside of the swamp and to more of the southern border, there are large boars which tend to congregate and uh, and roam. And she says if you're up for it, she'd love to see you tackle one of those. Singing a couple cans, but uh, yeah. <laughs> she says if you need practice, there are there are bats which hang from some of the trees in the early hours of the morning, and you can definitely snipe a few of those. Tell her no. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big prize kind of guy. Big prize kind of guy. Yes. She says that about a week ago, two lizard folk children, hatchlings, disappeared in the, in the swamp, and they're not sure what did it. <gasps> she says it, they left behind no trace of them, and that this could probably be a large beast of some sort. Hmm. She can take you to where they were last seen if you're interested in hunting that down. Yes, let's, let's do so. Okay, fantastic. As you walk towards that area, you can't help but notice that the swamp, though kind of gross, is awfully beautiful in the early hours of the morning. As we've discussed before, the light is coming through the trees, and you notice that if you walk just right, you can actually avoid all of that gross, slimy stuff. She seems to be walking mostly on the roots of the mangrove trees, so if you choose to, you can follow that path as well. As you approach, however, you notice a small, tiny hood Probably a larger, probably a smaller part of like uh, a hatchling's clothing. It's in the in the mud. You know, do a perception check to see if we can uh, figure out any traces of the beast. Okay. Or of for whatever did it. Seven. Uh, you don't see any traces of what could have done it, aside from the fact that there there's a around in and around the area there seems to be a lot of vines, a lot of growth around here. And the hood has a couple leaves on it, hmm. which don't look like they're from the surrounding area. So, can I do a perception check on the vines? Sure. 13. The vines seem to be more green than the surrounding vines, which are more of like a dark green. They're more of a mauve color. Is mauve purple or is mauve green? Mauve's purple. Fuck. Purple. More of a deep forest green. Like, the vines around here are like brownish green. Okay. We're going to say mauve just because... <laughs> So we're changing the colors. <laughs> Does that green, the bright one, like follows, right? So can I just follow that vine to like what I'm assuming is the source? It's a, it's like a, a, a fraction of a, it's like a piece of a vine. Oh, okay. At either end, it seems like it's brushed off of something, or or it doesn't look like it's growing here. It looks like it was dropped here. Okay. I ask her if she has seen this before. She looks down at it and examines it, and then she kind of lets out like a like a defeated sigh and she says the creatures they've returned i say what creatures she says we don't have a name for them but we only know that they're born of lightning wow (laughs) thanks for your input (laughs) i ask her if she has any other valuable information that she can share on these species roll me d20 Six. She tells you that they're immense and they're one with the forest. I ask her if, like, let's continue on. Okay. She continues to walk forward, but then 
looks to her right, and she points out some more of these pieces of vine and foliage. They seem to lead off in an eastward direction. Okay. I say after you, my lady. So she nods at you and kind of smiles and then continues eastward. Now, she follows this path of foliage for a ways. She, however, loses it in the swamp, and she says, I, I don't see where it went. Do you? Let me take a gander, my dear. <laughs> Thirteen. You do see a few pieces that head more in a southward direction. You kind of backtrack a few steps and you see what you were, what she missed. Okay. Say, I tell her it's easier because I'm closer to the ground. <laughs> take no offense. <laughs> nice. She laughs at that. Oh. She then kind of, her hand brushes up against the back of your ear and scratches it a little bit oh. as she walks past Ooh. you. I uh, like thumper. My foot just starts scratching myself. She, she's got the sweet spot. <laughs> she knows me. Fantastic. God, you need a girlfriend. Uh, any girls listening? Uh, <laughs> After that fantastic encounter, which has your heart beating a little bit quicker, she quickly puts a hand back and stops you in your tracks. And then she makes motions to her lips to be silent, and then she points forward. I'm too distracted, and I do this and look at her. <laughs> you I, shush her as I, well. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to look at what's going on. Oh, I, I will look. Okay. That was just a, a quick, you know, a little... Only walks having sex. <laughs> oh, God. You missed, you missed out <laughs> on some softcore bullywug porn. Roll me d20. Two. You see a bullywug. However, it's on the ground and it's dead. I love Give him mouth to mouth. It looks like it's half underneath a big bush. A big, large mass of vines and bushes. It looks like it's been pummeled to death. It looks like half of its body's in this large mass of bushes and brambles. That was me. <laughs> have you killed a single creature yet on your own? I have. Nice. Oh, that one goblin. Good job. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. This clearly couldn't have been you. The creature's completely dead. <laughs> I've been in change for 95% of this story. <laughs> Right, um, you chose the freed slave background. <laughs> Although I guess you did choose freed slave. Yeah, free. We just haven't gotten free. there yet. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Sorry, I got. I I ran with it. All right. <laughs> it's a build up. Okay. Well, I'm gonna take out my trident and then I just tell her that gonna like split up. We'll approach from like both sides, but just be aware. So she approaches from the other side, and she nimbly, light like lightly steps from root to root not making nary a sound. In fact, she rolls a seven, plus her dexterity of two. Oh. So fantastic for her. Oh, wow. I'm averagely stealthy. Um, <laughs> what would you, would you like to move with stealth as well? I will. Can you roll me two stealth checks to get to around this small clearing? Ten. So whether it was because of your lack of stealth, it was most likely because of Arta's lack of stealth. In fact, she still has one more stealth check to make, but it's a nat 20. Oh, wow. Oh, it's definitely. <laughs> yeah, so... Silent is a mouth. <laughs> something from within the large mass of vines and brambles pulls the bullywug further in until only its arms, which are like above its head, and its head are still visible. Oh, how quick. like you're target practicing anymore. Arta locks eyes from you from across this clearing of mangrove trees. She then points to the large mound of brambles and bushes and she kind of makes like a fist to hand motion kind of like a, an attack signal alright yeah I yeah. I look back and say like got it okay cool what would you like to do I pull up my sling okay and uh fire a rock into the bush 
13. Okay, so you miss the bush, oh. and the rock goes whizzing past, <laughs> and it doesn't hit Arda, though, so fantastic job on that. But it does land amongst the trees and makes a clattering sound. All of a sudden, the bullywug that was being moved further into the bush stops, and there's silence. Just like that. Just like that <laughs> silence there. <laughs> I do something. Okay, <laughs> I tell her to, like, get down, and Chavis is going to make a sound, but it's going to kind of like originate from closer to the bush i just wanted to like see if this whatever it is will like react as you're doing that she draws slowly and carefully a scimitar and pulls an iron shield from her back okay she seems to have more of like a an up close melee attack going on right now as opposed to her ranged bow she's gonna get right up there all right she likes getting dirty. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> Don't talk about his girl like yeah. that. Gosh. Right. My girl, dude. You're supposed to be a bro- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. That's fine. Hot takes from Sam. <laughs> okay, so what would you like to do? So Travis is going to make a sound. Yes, he's going to make a human baby crying. Yes, <laughs> it'll, it'll be... Where's he going to make that sound? Well, he's going to hover on top of where the bush is. I don't know, like 30 feet above. Or, right. Yeah. Cool. So he'll uh, he'll mimic that sound. Awesome. Okay, so he mimics the sound of a baby up in the air. The silence continues, but a vine from the large bush shoots up into the air and tries to grab Travis. <gasps> Scatter! <laughs> Can Travis be hit by stuff? He's ghostly, like he's he's kind of like ectoplasm, and then he could keep. If I I just have to like we sit get down by it and meditate, and he comes back. So yeah, he can get hit, but he can't die. Okay, so it doesn't hit him, but it definitely comes close to him. All right, I tell him to Roger back onto my shoulder here. Okay, Travis returns, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna fire another sling into the uh, bush. Okay, one d twenty. Fourteen. You miss the bush again, but this time it hits the water near the edge of this big pile of vines and from the large pile of vines it kind of grows and stands taller and now you realize that it's not something inside the vines it's the vines itself oh god and a creature itself what you're staring at is a shambling mound and it quickly rushes towards you and attempts to hit you what's your ac it's 15 okay so a miss uh, but a close miss from the distance you hear the crashing sounds of a creature through the underbrush. <gasps> oh my gosh. My toad. <laughs> <laughs> Your toad has appeared. Yeah. He is behind you and leaps in front of you to protect you from the shambling mount. But it's now a combat scene. So let's roll initiative and let's yeah. see where it takes us. Okay, let's. 21. Oh, nice. Arta rolls an 18. Plus two. two. Wow. Yeah, we are good. You are good. The shambling mound gets a nine. But that's nine minus one. Oh wow! So that's so that's an eight. Very nice. Your, does your toad get the same initiative as he you do? Does. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So first up is you and your toad. Okay. And Travis, if but he can't attack. So, so um, I'm gonna explain this little like evolution thing for the the fans out there. So oh, yeah. okay. because because of my level up, the toad does get evolution points, which like by means just gives it boosts. For level two, I get five points, and then there's a whole like chart from what I could pick from. Mm-hmm. For the level two stage, the stuff that I decided on was I'm going to give him a boost that'll duplicate its head. So now the toad is now going to have two heads. So he has two heads. Yes. That's a double-headed toad. Oh, dear. That's legitness. He's also <laughs> going to get improved natural armor, which just boosts his AC by two. 
Okay. And he also gets energy attacks on top of his normal attacks, so it'll just add fire, electrical, acid damage on top of, like, if he hits. Jesus. And, yeah, it's just, it's 2d4. I feel like yeah. I should have read these. Yeah. Isn't this classes a little more key for level 2? Um, but I have to pick these, like... Yeah, I feel I feel like, well, the one thing that I'm going to ask is for the double head, does he get two attacks? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, he, I don't know he technically how I has feel about times. this. We're gonna <laughs> like I just got plus one damage. That's it. <laughs> plus one damage is pretty OP though. Weapons that do plus one damage are fairly expensive. I just learned languages. <laughs> <laughs> no one. And I haven't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm okay with it. Because there's other stuff I could pick. From. If it's canon, as far as the home, if it's homebrew canon, then I'm gonna. So you can do you first or your toad first. It's up to you. Okay, so first off, I'm going to give us both. So there's there's this thing in level 2 that he gets spell sharing, so whatever I cast on myself, he also gets. Cool. So I'm going to do just the jump ability as I used in episode 1. Yeah. So I'm going to use that on myself, and the toad is also going to gain that, and I am going to ride him. Cool. Or so you mount, some would say. Fantastic. So you hop on top of the toad, and you give yourselves both the jump ability. His jump's going to be increased, I believe, to 60 feet. Yes. Your jump's going to be increased to 20 feet. Or is it? 50? I don't even know if I could jump that high. <laughs> okay, yeah. Probably so, around, like, 15 or something 15 like that. feet. Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, you can probably jump, what, 5 feet? We're going to go 10. Okay. Jump 10 feet. What's also important to recognize just for a moment is what are you, what kind of riding style are you choosing because for our listeners combat on top of a mount depends so you can either for you it's different right because you guys are telepathically linked okay mm-hmm. but you're not going to be able to tell him where to go if you choose to to control him like if you choose to control him you can tell him where to go yeah. if you choose to let him jump around and do his own thing you can also attack at the same time yeah, so let's, I'll do this the second option. Cool, so he's going to jump around, kind of listening to your telepathic commands. You've imbued yourselves with jump. What's the giant toad going to do? Just going to double attack. Nice. Roll me two d20s. Six. So it's a miss. Four. Also a miss. Double attack. Zero hits. <laughs> it's now moving over to Arda, who's going to rush forward and slash through the vines with her scimitar, doing like a... a like he, she kind of slides along the ground and slices horizontally. But she misses. Mm. Thankfully, she gets two attacks with her scimitar. Oh, wow. But she misses that attack as well. You guys are doing fantastically so far. That was a seven and a four, ladies and gentlemen. The Shambling Mound is not having it, though. He attacks Arta once and attacks you, all your giant toad, the second time. So the Arta attack, he rolls an 11, and that is plus... Yeah, that's a hit. So he's going to do... First hit of the night. 2d8 damage. (laughs) She takes nine damage total, all right? That's hefty. I'm not impressed. Begin to be impressed. He then attacks your giant toad, and that's a hit as well, doing 2d8 damage. Is 9 plus 4. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Toady, no. <laughs> What's his name, by the way? I've yet to muster up you the name. You said the next yeah. time. <laughs> the next time. Maybe after this battle, when you kind of get a feeling for... Yes, I, I don't want to rush my companion's name. He's going to die before you name him. Good. <laughs> what the? <laughs> okay, it's now back up to the top with you and your toad. Fiedro, right. what would you like to do? Yeah, I'm just going to rocket him with my sling. Okay. 19. That's a hit. Oh. Five damage. Nice. 
the shambling mount, a rock penetrates through and it lets out like a grumbling sound, but it does not seem to be phased very much by this small stone attack. What does your giant toad do? Oh, double bite. Nice. On your way. Roll me 2d20s. 11? No. So he misses as well. Art is going to get her two attacks with her scimitar. She's going to hit once. And she's going to hit twice, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh boy. I love her. <laughs> Do you say that out loud? Yes. <laughs> she's uh, she's really focused on combat right now, but she kind of <laughs> smiles in your direction. She does a total of... Oh, my gosh. She has 14 damage. Jeez. I applaud. Great job, Rita. Okay, the Shambling Mount attacks your toad again. It seems to think that he's the only one who's his size. He's kind of worried about that. Hmm. But he misses the first attack with a 2. But he hits the second attack with a 14, which is 11. Ooh. Your toad has so far taken taken 24 damage. Oh, God. How do you feel about that? You know, name him 24. He's got high HP. You uh, should name him 24. <laughs> What's the main character from 24? You should name him that anyways. Yeah. All right. Next up is yourself and your toad. Oh, more rocks coming your way, baby. Okay. So you're slinging again. <laughs> Definitely not your highest powered attack. New plan. New plan. Not going to sling. No. Is it based on what I said there? No. I'm supposed to not influence gameplay. No. Uh, I feel like I do. You, you encouraged a new idea. Fantastic. It, I didn't follow through with my first one, so it was still up in the air. Okay. All right. I am uh, telepathically going to tell my toad to jump. Okay. As he jumps, I'm going to hop on to this mass of vines. Jesus. Okay. And what are you going to do? Aiming for like the head area. And then, so I'll, I guess I just have to like hold on for one action because I can't really do anything else. But I will ready my trident for the next turn. Would you like to maybe ready your trident now and then do the jump thing? True. That is might, might yes. be smarter. Yes. Okay. Correct. I just think him, hopping on it. top of a shambling no, mountain no, of vines. Let him do it. <laughs> Never mind. You said it. It's happening. Yeah. Okay. This is what I say. <laughs> All right. So you ready your trident. Your yeah. toad's obviously going to attack with his two heads. Roll me two d20s for that. Uh, his name's Jack Bauer, by the way. Boy. Your one. That's a one for everyone listening at home. Your one toad bites the other toad's head. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm fighting. Uh, and you said it was OP, Bright Lord. It is OP. Okay. So roll the damage. For, it's a 1d10. Eight. So he does eight damage to himself. But he's not going to take the poison damage. I'm pretty sure toads are resistant to poison damage. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. So that means he's at 32. Don't know if that bothers you or not. It does. How much health does he have? Seven. Left? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, dear. Also, the, the main character from 24 is Jack Bauer. Call him. Something to think about. Yeah. But maybe one head's Jack, one head's Bauer. Ooh. Oh. Together, they're Jack Bauer. Something to think about if the toad actually lives through like this. Thing, yeah. <clears throat> Next up is Arta. Arta's going to slash again with her scimitar twice. She seems to be very good at that. Her scimitar breaks, though. Mm. Possibly against the stone that you threw in there. Who knows? Oh. But it chips, it chips into her scimitar, and she drops the hilt. She quickly dashes backwards. The shambling mound is going to try and like, lash out a vine to quickly get her. But that's a miss, so good for her. And... On her next turn, she's going to take out her bow. So that's kind of like her game plan. She okay. now has no other... She's not going to start attacking with her small knife. That yeah. doesn't seem to be a good idea. The Shambling Mound, however, is going to follow her and attack her twice. Mm. That's a hit on the first one and a miss on the second one. He deals a whopping four plus four is eight plus four is twelve damage. Artist still alive. What is this thing? Believe it or not. A Shambling Mound. Would you like to try and recall with your memory? I will. Okay. Well, I mean, I won't. I won't let you. 
I won't make you take an action for it. Yep. But it's just interesting for our listeners to know, too. You'd probably be aware of them because you were from a swamp-like region. A shambling mound, sometimes called a shambler, trudges ponderously. Ponderously? Oh, okay. In a pond. <laughs> five, 5e, <laughs> folks, through black swamps, dismal marshes, and rainforests, consuming any organism matter in its path. The rotting heap of animated vegetation looms up half again as tall as a human tampering into a faceless head at its top it kind of consumes anything that's organic and uh it's not inherently evil but it's definitely not good but you're definitely aware of these creatures existence they're kind of born of like lightning yeah that's hmm. pretty dope yeah that's cool yeah all right well your turn so uh your trident is readied yeah so that's fantastic instead of going with the jump idea i'm going to cast a second spell good berry Nice. Get those ten berries. I'm gonna huck them all in the toad. One of the five and five. You know what? Let's let's throw them all in equal shares. You so know. you're gonna drop your trident and do five and five. No. No. So you're just gonna feed. Yeah. The toad. I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay. So what do those berries do? So each of them give, uh, like each berry gives one HP, and it's there's ten of them, so it's ten health, and it okay. nourishes the consumer for the day. Cool. So you give your toad ten health through berries. Yes. Fantastic. So he's now at twenty-two. He's down twenty-two, I should yeah. say. Okay. Um, so he's got considerably more health, which is good. So you feed him ten berries, and that's you your force turn. Feed him? I'm, I'm assuming that well, it, it wasn't really a choice that the toad made. <laughs> I'm assuming the toad's going to attack twice. Yeah. Roll me 2d20s. Hopefully this can start paying off for you. You guys start to do damage. 12 plus 2, 14. Are you sure it's plus 2? Because I'm almost certain that it's not. Unless he's getting your proficiency. Does he? Because uh, he shouldn't. No, he doesn't get my proficiency. Yeah. I, I wrote down all the like stats. From because his bite is plus 4 to hit. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Which means that... It's plus 6 then. No, because no in the in the monster manual, if it says plus four to hit, he gets plus four. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's like plus two for his strength, plus two for yeah his yeah, proficiency. Okay. I so probably just missed that then. If the target is grappled, they can try and escape mm-hmm. until the grapple ends. If the target is restrained, the toad can't bite another target. But the creature, this guy isn't medium, so he can't swallow up the shaman nope. mount. All right. Quite impressive. <laughs> so it's Fantastic. sixteen then. Right? Okay, so that's a hit. Jack hits. Um, Bower does not hit. Okay. So Jack hits. Roll me 1d10 plus poison damage. Eight. Nice. And then the poison nine. And then there's the elemental damage. And I'll make it fire. Okay. Cool. Or he has to make a wisdom saving throw. His wisdom saving throw is 18 plus zero. So 18. Okay. So he succeeds, but he still gets 1d4 damage. So he takes two fire damage. Fantastic. Good stuff. So your Jack hits with a massive bite. A little bit of flames coming out of his mouth. A little bit of poison, too. I'm starting to think this toad's a little OP. I think See. I think his total damage output each turn could be 40 damage. Yeah. Because 1d10, 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 1d10. Yeah, that's, that's real OP. I mean, at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, think about it, you can't really... Yeah, but you keep leveling him up, though, as we go. You yeah, just get his, stronger. His bite won't level, though. And it's not like he can... I come, guess. He'll never be able to do more than that. We'll have a discussion about it, and hopefully the fans won't be disappointed when we decide. But I think, honestly, it's fine. I'm going to let it happen. It's all a homebrew, people. There are no rules. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it is now Arda's turn. She draws her bow. 
So that's her turn. Okay. But she takes cover behind a tree, complete cover, by the way. So she's going to pop out from her cover. She's going to shoot a couple arrows then next turn. It's so hot. it's a shambling. <laughs> it is hot. <laughs> the shambling mount's turn. He attempts to vine whip you and knock you off of the giant toad. And then he attempts to hit the giant toad with his next attack. His first attack. What's your AC again? Doesn't matter. It's a 19. <laughs> so he hits you. <laughs> Fievel, you take 8 damage. Does he have to do uh, strength savings? Yeah, you can do... Yeah, we'll, we'll do a strength saving throw to see if you remain atop your frog toad. Oh my gosh. Not only do you remain on there, but the vine breaks in half as it hits you. You take half damage from that. Oh, what? So only four instead of eight. Uh, right? And the creature takes one damage. Wow. Because you broke one of his vines on your super strong mouse body. <laughs> so you, you um, flex for your girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, Look at me now. I, I suck my gut in and make it seem like I'm all muscular and shit for her. I thought she was hiding behind a tree. <laughs> she didn't see, see any, any of that. Of it. Oh. <laughs> Wait, let's see. Can if you she... do that again? No, she I did not. Go to <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the next attack was directed towards your toad, but the shambling mound accidentally sticks its shambling mound vines. The hero, the one, by the way, oh, audience. God. So he sticks them inside Jack's mouth. Kind of diddles them around a little bit. Oh wow! Ooh. Yeah, Jack. <laughs> Obviously doesn't like that. <laughs> Clamps down and gets an automatic bite damage Ooh. and poison damage. Okay, fine. And elemental. <laughs> uh, four plus seven. What the? <laughs> Eight <laughs> dice were dice just rolled in case anyone was listening to that. <laughs> He's drunk. Four, four normal, um, seven poison, and four fire. So 15 altogether. Is that correct? Oh my god. Uh, seven, seven, seven and four is 11. Yeah. And then four again. No, yeah, the math is right. He's got to roll to make sure he doesn't take double. The double, double elemental. elemental. Jesus. Uh, if he rolled an 11 plus zero, what's that? Is it, does he take the extra? Yeah, he does because it's 13. Okay, cool. Okay. Roll me an extra d4. Uh, three. Cool. So he takes Eight. 18 damage. Oh, boy. wow. More than my full health. Just through the pot. Okay. Uh, the shambling mound seems pissed, but he looks overall in good health, as it is now Arda's turn. She takes half cover, still halfway, half behind the tree, and looses off two shots from her bow. With supreme accuracy, she rolls a 7, which is a miss, and a 19, which is absolutely a hit. It's a longbow, so she's going to do 6 plus 2 damage. So she does 8 damage, which is fantastic. And now it is the shambling mound's turn pissed at Jack. Mm. Just pissed at Jack. Attempts to attack it twice. It did not really get what it wanted out of you. So it attacks twice with that. He misses Jack on the first attack. Oh my gosh, I dropped a dice. <laughs> but it's a six on the second attack. So a five and a six, he misses both attacks. Feeling good? I hope so. Alright, well, seems like I'm just gonna amp these uh, Jack and Bauer up, so I'm gonna... Alright, uh, no. Uh, yeah, I do. I have three uh, level one spell slots now, so... Cure wounds on Jack. Cure wounds on Jack and Bauer. Roll me a D eight. Eight. Oh my gosh. Wow. What a roll. Eight, <laughs> eight plus your spellcasting modifier, please. Plus three. Nice. Jack's down eleven health. So he went from negative twenty two to negative eleven. Can't argue with that. He's doing real well. Okay. And next up is Jack's turn. Yes. So two attacks. Jack attacks. Jack bites Bauer in the head. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take poison, so, so four. It's a four. 
Jack and Bauer at negative 15. What does Bauer do? Does he bite back? No. no. He probably bites the shambling yes. bound. Roll me a d20. He'll, he'll take care of the other head later. <laughs> uh, 16 plus 4. That is a hit, ladies and gentlemen. So seven. Then he's got to roll his wisdom. Fantastic. He rolls a four. Okay, taking double. So eleven damage. Yep. The shambling mount is very upset, but it's artist's turn, so she is at half cover. Looses off two more arrows. A nineteen and a three. So the nineteen absolutely hits. We roll our one d eight. She gets six. Another. So it's another eight damage total. Nice. Uh, she's doing well. Gosh, why can't we roll like this? Okay. <laughs> it then rushes over to Arta. And its mass kind of like squeezes itself between the mangrove trees and then engulfs her. So the shambling mound can engulf a creature that is medium or smaller and it has to grapple it. So it's going to attempt to grapple it, her, and then engulf her. Okay. okay. It rolls a 14 plus and I have four on its strength. So 18. Arda's got to beat that 18 or she's going to become in- engulfed. She becomes engulfed. Oh, <laughs> she rolled a seven. So she finds herself grabbed and lashed onto with the vines and then you see her disappear into the shambling man's body oh god you're not sure what happens all you can hear are her screams and then no more screams bye bye kill this thing okay so it's now your turn what would you like to do do, do I get advantage on this because it turned to, it disengaged from me? You can get an opportunity attack. Oh yes. I should have said that as it ran away uh, from you. You should have got an opportunity. Just attacks. me or all three of us? All three of you. Oh wow. Oh my god. Uh, this thing's well, dead. Eh, is it though? Fifteen nine. Okay, so you stab it with a trident on its way past you. Roll me your damage. Is it trident only one d six? Yeah. That sucks. One d six. Yeah. So it's five plus two. Okay, then we'll get their bite. Okay, right, so... We get two rolls, right? Because it's... It's opportunity, it's opportunity not advantage. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. For those of you who don't know, advantage is where you get... You have an advantage on your target, so you get to attack twice. Or you roll twice and you take the higher roll. But you don't have advantage. You stab it on its way over. It then grabs Arda. She is engulfed. And now we're back up to your turn again. All right. Uh, You're going to have to... It's now 20 feet away from you. Okay, well, I'll get my uh, Jack and Bauer to hop okay. 10 feet, and then I'll dismount. Well, you can't... I mean, you can telepathically be in control with them, right? Okay. But you, because you've decided to attack and have actions, you can't tell him where to go. He's going to oh, do his thing. Oh, I like I can't switch it. Yeah, he's going to fight for you, and he's going to attack whatever's upsetting you. Yeah. But he's not going to listen to, like... Hop 16 feet to the right, okay. northwesterly. <laughs> He's not. I don't think he'd listen to that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pretty smart toad. He's got two heads, double brain. Wow, that doesn't mean smart at all. <laughs> yeah, Ettons are pretty fucking stupid. They've <laughs> 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 got two brains. <laughs> okay, what would you like to do? Take How your time. How tall is it? How tall is it? Is yeah. a large creature. So it stands as tall as Jack Bauer. Yeah. How many hops? How many hops away? No, I said not when he hops. Okay, yeah, not when he hops, no. That would be a 60-foot-tall shambling mound. So I'm thinking Jack and Bauer are going to hop up their their full height and mm-hmm. then slam down on this mound. Okay. And then as, as they do so, I'm going to dismount onto it. Okay. Jabbing in my uh, trident. I'm not sure that the slam down is going to do as much damage as you think it's going to do. No, that, I'm not. It's just a way to get there. 
You're right, because your friend just got engulfed in a shambling mound, yes. and the best thing you can do is think of maybe dropping a 900-pound toad on it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Break her body inside there. Love where it's going. Continue, please. Break her body. Oh, God. Well, you're jumping on top of the shambling mat. So, like, give me, can you give me, like, a form that it's in? Yeah, it's it's kind of, imagine, like, a large spherical ball. But it's not perfectly spherical, obviously, right? It's made okay. of vines and See, leaves. I thought it had, like, arms and, like... No, it has a, it had, it did have a head that was kind of protruding amongst everything else. <laughs> but now that it's engulfed it, the head's kind of, like, withdrawn. Okay. All right, with that information, I'll just, I'll... Do the hop 10 feet, and mm-hmm. then I think I'm just going to have to switch back to my ranged weapon. Okay. So that'll be me, and then they'll have their attacks. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Right. Roll me a d20 for your sling. Well, you're going to have to switch back. First. Yeah, so I switched, so it's, so it's for their attacks. Okay, so Jack and Bauer are going to leap forward close enough to attack, so they're within 5 feet, actually, because okay. they're just going to continue to run the attack. Roll me their d20s. Uh, 13 plus 4. That's a hit. That's 7 plus 4. It's a miss. Fuck, Bauer, you don't do anything. Bauer hasn't hit once. <laughs> to be fair, he keeps on getting bitten by Jack. True. 18? Uh, wisdom. Yep, wisdom saving throw. A 17. Okay. So he only takes one. You got that. And two fire damage. Okay, so the total on that? Uh, 20. Oh, dear me. Oh, boy. The creature is still alive. Wow. Still kicking. Fucking die! <laughs> Seriously hurt, though. Seriously injured. Next up is the Shambling Mound. It is going to attempt to slam Jack Bauer twice. It hits the first one. And misses the second one. Jack Bauer takes nine damage total. Ouch. Can live with that. Next up is... Fievel's got his uh, sling out. Time to fire some more rocks. Okay. I'm miss that. And Jack and Bauer are going to go out with rocks. <laughs> Rolling damage before he's hit. And the other one hits. Nice. Roll me your damage. 2d10s. Oh boy, Bauer. Five and five. Nine on the... Acid. Acid. Again. Poison, I should uh, say. With some saving throw. Yep, that's a 16. And one fire damage. Cool, 14 damage. Still alive. It's now Arda's turn. She attempts to break free from inside the Shambling Man. You hear gasps, okay. but it sounds like she can't breathe. Mm. She does not break free. In fact, oh boy, it's you hear the crunching and cracking of bones from inside. Oh God. She rolled a one, ladies and gentlemen. So what happens... We will only find out if the Shambling Man is defeated. It attempts to attack Jack Bauer twice, and missing twice. Yes. That's a 7 and a 5, ladies and gentlemen. It's now your turn. Your friend is being crushed to death. Yes, I'm, I'm going to dismount, mm-hmm. and I'm going to charge and try and pry open to the part where I think she is to kind of like get an opening. So you're going to stab into it. Yes. Try, try and pry it open. Yes. Okay, I'm going to let you stab on one turn, and then your second turn can be like prying. What's okay. going to stab in with? His trident. Oh, yeah, no, he... Yeah, it's not out. You got your sling oh, out. Oh, God. I want her to die. <laughs> We're fine. You took everything from me. <laughs> she can't be my girl. Uh, 12 plus 4. It's a hit. Nice. You pelt it with a rock as your friend is being crushed to death. This smokes you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> she, she gets her head out. <laughs> <laughs> with a rock. Knocks her out. <laughs> uh, 6. 6 damage total. Cool. And then Jack and Bauer are going to attack. Roll me 2d20s. Hopefully this is it, ladies and gentlemen. 13. Miss. Come on, Bauer. 13. Oh, nice. Wow. There we go. Bauer attacks. Uh, 6. Nice. That's a 4. 4. So 10. Okay. It's going to roll its wisdom saving throw against the elemental damage, which it makes. Oh, boy. And 4 fire damage. So total. 14. Uh, 14. 
Ooh, the shambling mound collapses yes. into a shambling mound. <laughs> a smaller one <laughs> into a bigger one. Congratulations on that on that defeat Ooh, there. Yeah. Boy. To be to be clear to everyone listening who doesn't have the monster manual open and available, that's a challenge rating five creature. Holy crap! And it did not hold back. The only reason why it didn't engulf you is because you were on top of a giant toad. Thank yeah. Um, <laughs> the reason why it engulfed Arda was because she was not on top of a giant toad. I should totally This is a lesson for the listeners back home. Always, if you can, be on top of a giant toad. <laughs> Shit. That's why I've been, I haven't leveled up yet. <laughs> <laughs> because there were two of you fighting it. You gain 900 experience points. Oh, oh my wow. god. You want to give me 50 of those? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that is... A level up. Level 3. Level up. Congratulations. Yes. Can we uh, go back to Josh and I on a level up again? My <laughs> <laughs> planes walk. The shambling mound collapses. The vines dissipate and kind of fall around the form of your lizard folk friend. She is unconscious. Uh. And her breath is faint. As you rush over, I'm assuming, yes, yes. T- to tend to her, you, will. you see that both of her legs are broken, and you can see the bone through them, mm. as well as her left arm. And her she's having trouble breathing because it looks like her ribs are also destroyed. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm going to approach her, and with all my might, I'm going to try and lift her on top of... Oh my god, you're going to lift a, her broken body. Justin, just broken ribs. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Fucking. Can't you heal her? Yeah, I heal her. Do something. Shit on her. I don't know. <laughs> How does that help, Sebastian? Either way, ladies and gentlemen, we did go over our time. Thank you so much for listening. To end off our pod, our episode, we have another level up. A fantastic fight scene between a shambling mound. You guys got kind of far with your bullywug encounters. Josh is still a bull. Josh is still a slave. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm a free man. I'll never come back to this realm. You probably will. <laughs> and if you do, you'll be right back in that cage. But for those who aren't aware, still there. when he planeswalks, he returns back to the material realm in the exact same place that he left it. So that's cool. Yep. You are actually not a prisoner of the Bullywogs. However, it's, it's like Hotel California. You can check out, but can you really leave? Those are the questions to leave you guys with. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. Love each other and love yourselves. I heard that today Bad. on the CBC and I liked it. Bad. Word of the day. <laughs> Always play D&D and be on top of giant toads. Walk out better. You're Bright Lord Rogar. Next time on DCD20. I am the leader of the lizards! His last words were, you lead my people. <laughs> Too long have the mice been downtrodden. <laughs> Give me some clothes. <laughs> An old man says, No, he's fine the way he is. <laughs> I can't bear any more loss, Fievel. Kill him. <laughs> so you don't have to. All background music and audio comes from Tabletop Audio. If you're running your own campaign, visit tabletopaudio.com to find music for any situation.